Welcome, I'm Nell Postman. And I'm Leela Morrison. And today we will be discussing parent and sibling relationships with characters with autism. We will be using three sources, including The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, Rain Man, and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. First, we will be tackling the question, do you think that their parents or siblings ever got too frustrated? Do you understand their impatience? And how exactly did they show this? Beginning with Curious Incident, when Christopher finds his mother's letters, she explains why she left, writing, I'm not like your father. Your father's a much more patient person. He just gets on with things, and if things upset him, he doesn't let it show. But that's not the way I am, and there's nothing I can do to change that. Page 48. I feel like you know, patience is just sort of something that you sign up to do when you have a child, whether or not you're dealing with autism. And I guess, I guess I, I do think it's, I think it's good that she admits to this, but it's also a little bit, um, like confusing and definitely for Christopher to like realize that, you know, like he's the reason that she left. Yeah, I 100% agree. Next up is another example from Curious Incident when Christopher's mother is taking him home to Swindon. Um, he writes, and she said, please, Christopher, don't give me any hassle right now, okay? And I said, I don't want to be with father. And she said, just, it's going to be all right, Christopher, okay? It's going to be all right. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, now I need you to be quiet for a while. And I said, how long do you want me to be quiet for? And she said, Jesus. And then she said, half an hour, Christopher. I need you to be quiet for half an hour, page 97. I'd say here, like, you know, I don't think she's necessarily losing her patience, um, but I think this is like a good, uh, like, uh, shower of their relationship that she, you know, after only a certain amount of time, she kind of, you know, gets impatient and she realizes how much, uh, how much work it is to take care of him. Yeah, and I also feel like something interesting with her just like observing their dynamic is kind of the way that she's kind of trying to reassure him but also herself so she gets kind of anxious as well so it can kind of come to show maybe like the contrast in the relationship and why it might be so challenging. In Rain Man, one of the first days that the two brothers spend together, Charlie is still getting used to the particular things that Raymond needs to feel comfortable. When they sit down at the diner, Raymond starts explaining how he needs the syrup on the table before his food comes out and Charlie's short temper comes out. We're gonna be here the entire morning with no with no maple syrup right. and, and and no and no toothpicks. I'm definitely definitely not gonna right. not gonna have my my, my pancakes. But with, 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 Ow! Don't make a scene. Ow! Stop acting like a fucking retard. In this scene, it's clear that um, Charlie's very short tempered with Raymond, and he's not very understanding of Raymond. And he starts saying all these like slurs and kind of gets very frustrated with him because of his inability to kind of just be quiet sometimes, which kind of comes to show, like how someone maybe from an outsider's perspective who doesn't have any sort of relationship with someone on the spectrum like might get more frustrated or not be as understanding. Yeah, and I think, I think, I mean, definitely since the relationship starts kind of being, for Charlie being about money, um, and he also doesn't really, this is before he's, you know, learned about any of his like special skills. Like, uh, for example, like later in the scene when he realizes he can count the toothpicks and stuff, like uh, this is kind of when he he just thinks like, you know, Raymond is more work than he's worth or like, you know, and he thinks that Raymond has some kind of control over his actions. So it's just clear that like with a lack of understanding about, you know, autism, you can really be super ignorant to the fact that like they're also dealing with this as well. 
Lastly, in Gilbert Grape, during the first few scenes when we were getting to know the family, Gilbert says, Doctor said we'd be lucky if Arnie lived to be 10. Well, 10 came and went. Now the doctors are saying, any time now. Some days you want him to live. Some days you don't. What is it, buddy? I think that, you know, this part is kind of, I think it's a reoccurring theme in a lot of uh, books and films about people with, like, illnesses or diseases um, that sometimes you think about if it would just be easier if they were like gone um, not just for that person but also for you know the like caregiver caretaker um, just because you know it's hard to watch someone go through something like that yeah for sure I think also another interesting thing is kind of like in the curious incident there's not as like as much of this hesitation of, oh, if Christopher was gone, because so much of the parents' lives are like revolved around him because he's an only child. But in this case, um, Arnie, who's autistic in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, he's one of like four children. So it's kind of as if some days he can just be like an extra thing to deal with when they already could like have an easier lifestyle without him. Yeah, I mean, I also definitely noticed this is sort of like off topic, but, um, you know, I'm not trying to judge anyone's parenting, but I did find that like, you know, uh, their their mother, who obviously like hasn't left the house in seven years or whatever, like she really just left it to the kids to take care of Arnie. Um, and obviously that's her own issues and that's a whole separate topic. but i I did I did find it like a bit strange that, you know, she kind of played no role and she often like blamed the other kids for this when, you know, you question her like competence in the relationship too. Our second big question is more conclusive. How do these characters' attitudes shift by the end of the films or books? We notice that each of the characters with autism experience some kind of shift as well when they're able to show their trust and affection to the people closest to them. Starting off with Curious Instant, at the end of the story after Christopher and his father sort of have fallen out, his parents explain to him that like this can't go on, they confront him and you know, try and work through it. And him and his father work towards a better relationship every day. And he writes, and mother got the flu and I had to spend three days with father and stay in his house. But it was okay because Sandy slept on my bed so he would bark if anyone came into the room during the night. And father made a vegetable patch in the garden and I helped him, page 103. I thought that was just a very like interesting quote because it kind of comes to show the way that although Christopher could have been kind of stubborn or reluctant to be with his father at first, he quickly like mends the relationship and he's slowly adapting to the changes around him with his lifestyle and I think that just shows like character development too with the fact that before he was just very particular and needed everything like this certain way. Yeah I mean I think uh Christopher's father in particular like acknowledges uh Christopher's work more than kind of any parent or sibling in any of these because you know he considers the smallest of progress like the most impressive and I think that a lot of times like basic tasks go unnoticed even though it's it's a lot of work for someone on the spectrum so obviously like I'm sure Christopher's father would love them to be as close as they once were but he knows that like this is you know it this is going to happen in baby steps and like it's still it's a really big uh improvement and it's very impressive that you know, Christopher is able to trust him. The next two examples are from Rain Man, in which Raymond and Charlie show physical affection towards each other. One instance even being initiated by Raymond. This is extremely significant because we know how particular he is about being touched and he often shows visible discomfort. Let's put this like that. Now you want to take this other hand, you want to put it around behind my back, right? Want to learn how to dance? 
okay? Because you got to touch someone when you dance. I'm not going to hurt you. All right? Just put it right there. Take my hand. I put it up here. Watch my feet, Ray. Watch my feet. The rhythm. The rhythm. All right? Now, when you dance, you can't watch my feet the whole time, so you're going to have to look up. But I just want you to know that what I said about being on the road with you, I meant connecting. I like having you for my brother. I'm an excellent driver. Yes, you are. Um, in this scene, it just shows um, the fact that at this point in the movie, Raymond has grown to trust Charlie and he's felt very comfortable with him. And it really shows that Charlie is thinking about everything in Raymond's best interest. So I think that Raymond starts to realize that and he begins to show physical affection which is a really big step considering that all the other times Charlie's tried to hug him or touch him, he usually screams or just gets very antsy. And I think that that's pretty cool just to see like from the beginning of the movie where they started versus by the end, like how much they've really began to form like a brother relationship. Yeah, I think um, in both scenes, like even though one of, you know, they're kind of different because in one Raymond is like as you said initiating it and in the other one you know he is kind of you know being nudged to I think that you know they're both like him you know it's a it's a clear like sign of progress and I think that's probably more progress than he's had in you know 11 years or however long he's been um like at this facility and so I think I think that it does sometimes you know, even though you need to monitor someone's changes, like I, I do think that sometimes the best way to change is to like have, you know, relationships with new people and experience like the outside world. Our last example from What's Eating Gilbert Grape is close to the end of the film when Arnie, who's also very particular when it comes to physical touch, lets Becky, someone who he's now basically considers family, to hug him as a way of saying goodbye. It is a touching moment for both of them as well as the audience because we see an emotional and physical breakthrough in Arnie's ability to trust others. Goodbye. No, it's not goodbye, Arnie. It's good night. Good night. Good night to you, but not me. I thought, again, like this is another very like impressive um, accomplishment that kind of often would go unnoticed um, because, you know, it's, it's a hug. It's a goodbye. It's not you know, a huge deal, but I, I do really think that, like, those are the, the little things that, you know, people have to pay attention to that they're, that, like, Arnie was really trying there, and, um, you know, he allowed someone who he hasn't known for that long uh, hug him. I also feel like, especially in this particular setting, it's a small town, so there's only so many people, and I think a lot of the people in that town kind of look at him as this kind of, like, annoying kid who always ends up getting himself into these situations, and a lot of his family members usually just show, like, frustration, and I think it's really interesting because she's, like, this character, Becky, is kind of the first one to genuinely just look at him as another human being and validate his emotions, and just, like, be a friend to him rather than someone to look down on him and make him feel like he's just kind of a burden. So I think that that's kind of why they clicked so well. And I thought it was pretty cool because she's not from his family and they've only known each other for like a week or two. Yeah. We covered a spectrum of topics today, tackling many issues concerning building relationships with a condition such as autism. In Rain Man, Charlie is told that Raymond is unable to build a real friendship because of this, but that isn't necessarily true. 
These characters may lack certain social skills that force people to look at them in a different light, but they are capable of a lot more than they are given credit for. As we have seen, they can often seem like very one-sided relationships, but that is only because, because it is difficult for them to show how much they love. It is simply out of their control, which is another fact for, for that many tend to toss aside, thinking that there's something this person can do to change. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us discuss.